Welcome to episode number six of the Truth Quest podcast. Today we're going to talk about former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick's 2017 national anthem protest. But before we do, I want to ask you to share the show with others. If you find yourself in a conversation about abortion, the Constitution, minimum wage, the resurrection, or the NFL players' national anthem protest, share the individual episode with your friends. Use the episodes as debating tools. And as always, please consider supporting the show with a few dollars. Every dollar donated will be used to expand the reach of the show. I will utilize the funds to boost the Facebook post or create a targeted ad campaign to see if we can enlarge the audience and get some good dialogue going. See the show notes page for details on how to donate at truthquest.podbean.com. As I've discussed before, my goal for this podcast is to produce episodes that are evergreen, meaning the information provided will be just as valid next year or five years down the road as they are today. I also want the podcast to be driven by current news as much as possible. I was prompted to record this episode after reading an article in my local sports section by Associated Press writer Paul Newberry as he used the opportunity of the opening of the NFL training camps to complain about the fact that Colin Kaepernick is still unemployed. I love one-sided articles like this because it offers a great opportunity to point out both bias and common ground, and of course providing ample opportunity to offer up counter-arguments. Is it just me, or have any of you noticed the sportscasters and sports writers apparently think we watch their broadcasts and read their columns in order to hear about their political views? There are plenty of other channels on cable and other sections of the paper that cover the political world. I don't need ESPN or the Charlotte Observer sports section to be another one. The article in question is titled, Remember Kaepernick, Read as Training Camps Open. It's another opportunity to race bait, bash America as an awful place, and continue the never-ending social justice agenda. Newberry speculates that the teams are colluding to keep Kaepernick out of the league. While it is true that Kaepernick is suing the NFL for this very reason, does Newberry offer up any proof? Nope. Just speculation. Does he recognize the obvious fact that maybe the reason no team is stupid enough to pick up Kaepernick is because they don't want the drama that would come with having him in the locker room and on the field? Does Newberry have the intellectual honesty to name names of the dozens or more players who also regularly took a knee that are currently playing on NFL rosters? Nope. The author goes so far as to suggest that players should consider a walkout or strike to generate more awareness. Unfortunately, Newberry does not understand that if the players don't work, they don't get paid, and many of them will likely be replaced on the roster by the thousands of NFL hopefuls just waiting in the wings. Where Newberry really went off the rails was his comparison of Kaepernick to famous sports figures who protested in the past, namely Muhammad Ali and Tommy Smith and Johnny Carlos in the 1968 Olympics. When I read this part of Newberry's article, I know I had to publish this episode because it was so over the top and such a cheap pull at the heartstrings ploy. Seriously, Mr. Newberry, you're comparing Kaepernick's plight against Ali's? He was being sent off to die in a war. Kaepernick wears tight pants and throws a ball, and to compare race relations in 2018 to those in 1968 is nothing short of irresponsible, and or maybe it just demonstrates his ignorance of history. As I put this episode together, 
I thought it would be a good idea to look at some of Kaepernick's own words in order to get a better sense of his motivation and his agenda, other than relying on the media's portrayal. So here's a quote from Kaepernick. I'm not going to stand up to show pride in a flag for a country that oppresses black people and people of color. To me, this is bigger than football, and it would be selfish on my part to look the other way. There are bodies in the street and people getting paid leave to get away with murder. Okay, I drew three conclusions from that quote. Number one, blacks are oppressed in America. Number two, all officers who are involved in deadly shootings should be presumed guilty and immediately fired. And three, all officer-involved shootings are murder. So far, I don't see anything worthy of contempt or any inflammatory language. Do you? What does Kaepernick say about freedom of speech? Question by a reporter. What do you say to people who like what you're saying, but you're going about it the wrong way? Kaepernick says, I don't understand how it's the wrong way. To me, this is a freedom that we're allowed in this country. I don't see it as going about it the wrong way. This is something that has to be said. It has to be brought to the forefront of everyone's attention. And when that's done, I think people can realize what the situation is and then really affect change. Now, to be fair, I realize Kaepernick is not a constitutional scholar. Neither am I. However, when you read his extended comments and interviews, he is fond of throwing the word freedom around. He mentions his ex-military folks, African-Americans, who come back to the States and get harassed and killed by cops. He mentions his own freedom to protest and speak out. What he and his supporters fail to recognize is that he is free to speak out and raise hell on his own time. He is not free to act in a manner that his employer, the NFL, and the San Francisco 49ers find inappropriate. In other words, he doesn't have freedom of speech at work. And you know what? You don't have freedom of speech at work. I don't have freedom of speech at work. If you doubt me, go into your office tomorrow and start protesting against something. It doesn't matter what. Pick something. Anything. Let me know how long you remain employed. See, the reason freedom of speech is mentioned in the Constitution is to protect citizens from the suppression of their speech by the federal government. It says nothing about any other entity. In regards to unifying his team, here's another question by a reporter. Do you have any concern about the timing of this, right before the season, and it being a distraction? Kaepernick, no, I don't see it as a distraction. I think it's something that can unify this team. It's something that can unify this country. You know, if we have the, a real conversation that are uncomfortable for a lot of people, if we have these conversations, there's a better understanding where both sides are coming from. And if we reach common ground and can understand what everyone's going through, we can really affect change and make sure that everybody's treated equally and has the same freedom. I'm glad to see that Kaepernick thinks, but did he ask the other 52 players on the active roster if his actions were unifying? Clearly, this is not something that has unified the country, given the backlash against him specifically and the NFL generally. So perhaps Kaepernick's judgment could be legitimately called into question. So if Kaepernick finds this issue so compelling, he has the freedom to do this on his own time. The idea that he could not bring awareness to his favorite cause outside the workplace is ridiculous. The guy was the starting quarterback for one of the NFL's most storied franchises in the most liberal state in the country where the media and a large majority of the population would be sympathetic to any cause like this. Most big name and many small name players in the NFL have their own foundations. They make effective use of their celebrity and sponsor golf tournaments, raise money for sick kids, raise awareness for dozens of causes. Why couldn't Kaepernick do the same thing? 
Why alienate a large chunk of the fan base? Why put the owners and the league in such a tight spot with falling revenue, falling viewership, and falling attendance? Why should the league and the teams be forced to lose money because Kaepernick and others want to steal the spotlight from the game and shine on themselves? The game is why hundreds of thousands of people pay exorbitant amounts of money to sit in the stands on a given Sunday. The game is why millions of people invest four or more hours on a given game day to watch a game. I dare say if Michael Jordan had behaved this way, his star would have been snuffed out or at the very least diminished quite a bit. See, the thing is, Jordan knew conservatives buy tennis shoes too. Speaking of the NBA, I would have liked the author, a sports writer, to have mentioned the NBA or Major League Baseball or Major League Soccer or the National Hockey League and explain to his readers why none of these leagues have this same problem. Could it be that the owners have made it clear that such behavior will not be tolerated? Perhaps there are clauses in their contracts requiring players to stand during the national anthem. At one point, Kaepernick showed up on the field with socks depicting cops as pigs. This coming from an innocent guy who just wants the freedom to speak his mind, of course, while on the clock. That's not a provocative move on his part. It's bad enough that his movement indicts the entire law enforcement community, but to mock them seems a bit extreme. And in my mind, this incident causes him to lose what little credibility he may have had. The NFL wouldn't even let the Dallas Cowboys wear a decal on their helmet honoring the five officers killed in an ambush in Dallas back in 2016. Since this is the Truth Quest podcast, what is the truth about officer-involved shootings? FBI statistics are readily available. Matter of fact, the Washington Post has a comprehensive compilation of the data. See the show notes page on truthquest.podbeam.com. I'm sure Paul Newberry could have looked these up. So can you. In a nutshell, the data shows that of the 3,500 people shot fatally by police since 2015, now I'm recording this in August of 2018, 82% were armed at the time of the shooting, and only 7% were unarmed. While we are on the subject, perhaps Newberry could have examined the evidence about officers killed in the line of duty, which is on the rise. As with all debates, there are two sides. Both should be examined carefully. But in the case of social justice issues such as Kaepernick's protest and bashing of the police, liberal-leaning columnists and broadcasters cannot bring themselves to examine the evidence in any detail. They just employ dirty dozen member three and five, emotional arguments, and propaganda lies and deception to promote their point of view. One final thought. Are there worse quarterbacks currently employed in the league? You bet. And one of them owes Kaepernick big for opening up a roster spot. But seriously, check out the stats on NFL.com. In 2014, Kaepernick had a higher passer rating than standout starters such as Matthew Stafford, Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, and Cam Newton. Why are they employed and Kaepernick is not? Lack of baggage, perhaps? Maybe they understand some of the arguments I've made during this episode. Maybe they respect their fans, all of them, not just liberal-leaning ones. Maybe they respect the sport that has given them so much. Maybe they respect the, their employer and the league. Thou Bishop an editor at Mises Institute summarized the Kaepernick fiasco nicely when he said, quote, Kaepernick is fully entitled to his freedom of speech, but he's also subjected to the consequences of his actions, 
on his market value. Because at the end of the day, football may be king, but the customer is always right. End quote. Look, folks, the NFL is a business. Businesses sell to customers. If customers stop buying your product, your business dies. The future salaries of NFL players are based on these customers. I think most players get this. Those that don't need to wise up and learn to keep their political beliefs to themselves when they exit the tunnel from the locker room.